Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 163. Welcome back, Adamantiumaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. We've got a great episode planned for you today that I'm so excited to share with you. We've got Anthony Ranieri on the Adamantium podcast, who is the frontman, singer, and one of the guitarists for the band Bayside, who are a band that I've been a big fan of for the past six, seven years, um, which is actually nothing in comparison to some of their devoted fans who have been following them for their 20 plus year history. But ever since I heard them for the first time, I've been a big fan. So very excited to have Anthony on the show today. I met up with him on his tour bus ahead of their show here in Toronto at the Opera House. And we had a really great chat and it was really cool because I got to check out the show as well. Uh, It was the first time I've gotten to see Bayside and they just put on a really great high energy show. And like I said, they have very devoted fans who are singing along to every lyric. They were dancing, moshing for the entire 90 minute set. And last night I, I just observed, but I do have to say I do miss a good mosh pit. I used to used to love, I used to live for the mosh pit. But alas, I am 34 years old now and mosh pits are generally made up of like 18, 19 year olds. I do remember, I think the craziest mosh pit I can remember was at a Dropkick Murphys show. And you know the way like when you get tired in a mosh pit, you kind of just move out, move back. And there was there was no out at a Dropkick Murphy show. It was the entire floor was a mosh pit. There was no outskirts to the mosh pit. It was the whole venue was a mosh pit. And it was at a place, it's called Rebel now, but it was called the Sound Academy at the time, which is a pretty big venue. And that entire floor was a mosh pit. It was the biggest one I've ever seen, The big, definitely the biggest one I've ever been a part of. And it was exhausting, but so much fun and so sweaty. <laughs> But good times. It's a good memory. I don't know if their shows are like that anymore. They've gotten older too, so I don't know. I haven't seen them since then, actually. I was probably around 19, 20 years old at that point. I think I was in my last year of university. So yeah, either 20, 21 years old. But yeah, solid crowd, solid show uh, at Bayside the other night. Really cool to check them out and really cool to talk to Anthony. So before we jump into the interview, let's do the Adamantium Recommend segment which is five song recommendations that I give that you could check out before or after the interview. And of course, now we have the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music. So some of the songs that I recommend in this segment go into that playlist. And not only is it a great playlist, but it's a great way to discover artists maybe in another genre you don't normally listen to that you may like, and then you can go and hear about them on the podcast. So because I became a Bayside fan later in their history, I'm a little more biased towards their newer material, which is typically the opposite of how things go with bands that have been around for 20 plus years. But I'm going to do my best to spread my recommendations across their history a bit. But I usually like to kick this off with something new. So I'm going to recommend their brand new single. It's called How to Ruin Everything, which also features Spencer Charnas of the band Ice Nine Kills. It's a wicked song, and it's actually going to be on their new EP that's coming out on March 17th that's called The Blue EP. And then my second song recommendation is actually one from last year that was on The Red EP, and it's called Good Advice. It was one of my favorite songs of 2022. And then my third choice is actually a little bit of an obscure one. It comes from their 2016 album, Vacancy. It's a song called Two Letters, and the reason why I'm recommending that song is it's the first song I heard by Bayside. It's still one of my favorite songs of theirs. And it's a reason why I became a fan of the band. 
And then a couple classics to round this out. I'm going to go back to their 2011 album, Killing Time, and pick the song Sick, Sick, Sick. And then lastly, going back to their 2005 self-titled album, I'm going to pick the song Devotion and Desire. And that's it. So go check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music. Also, if you're a Bayside fan tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the first time today, first of all, thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to have you back again sometime. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. And that's it for now. So let's get into today's episode, which is episode 163 of the Adamantium podcast, featuring Anthony Ranieri of the band Bayside. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll be back here with a brand new episode real soon. Alrighty, so we're here with Anthony from Bayside. Thanks, man, for uh, for joining <clears throat> me today. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for, thanks tell for me about me the uh, the ride in last night. Um, it was <clears throat> it was a bit treacherous. It, we uh, it snowed about a foot while we were in Detroit. Yeah, coming last from night. Detroit, right? Yeah, it snowed while just while we were there, like for the show, and the amount of time we were there, it snowed a foot. And then we started heading this way from Detroit, and it seemed like we were this, we were kind of following the storm, so it's yeah. <laughs> like the whole way out. Um, but it's all right. I mean, it's not even the worst storm right. that we hit on this tour. It was last night. It was funny though. Last night was the first time in my life I've seen like lightning and snow at the same time. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. Uh, anyways, man. So uh, we're coming up some real exciting stuff. March seventeenth, you're releasing the blue EP. Yes. Uh, which is a follow up to the red EP from last year. Right. So I think now you just got to do the full rainbow. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seven EPs. Like yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know, like, you guys have uh, some really devoted fans, like, of 20 years and whatnot. And uh, I guess I'm a bit of a Bayside noob. I've only been a fan for about six. Okay. <laughs> That's when I discovered you guys cool. anyways. But I have to say, like, some of the stuff I've been hearing uh, recently, some of the best stuff I think I've, I've heard cool. you guys put out. You. Um, like, uh, good advice uh, last year was... You know, I put out a top 50 songs list every year on my okay. blog or whatever. And good advice was on there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love that song. So... Um, I wanted to pick your brain, get on some of the inspiration on behind some of these new songs. Yeah, sure. Um, and to get it, the ball rolling, I, I picked out a section in um, "Go to Hell." Okay. Um, because I thought there was a really cool, there's a really cool verse in there um, about where wishes go when you mm -hmm. throw them down the well. Yes. Um, so I wanted to pick your brain on on kind of where you started thinking about that or where the inspiration from that came yeah. from. Yeah, I, you know, I was, when we were in the studio working on that one, I was in an Airbnb um, going into the studio every day. And uh, I love movies, big movie fan. Okay. You know, I, I go to the movies, at, you know, at least once a week. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. On tour nice. and at home. Nice. You know, I'll go see anything. I just love the experience. I cool. go home. I'm usually not up on all the TV shows that everybody's watching, right, right. and I, you know, so I'm not included in all those conversations. I just prefer to watch movies. Okay. Um, so I take a lot of inspiration from that too, okay. you know, because you know I have to write, 
and uh, there's not always something going on in my life to write about, you know. So I take a lot of inspiration from movies. Okay. Cool. Um, so I was in the, I was in an Airbnb <clears throat> while we were recording uh, those the blues the blue songs, and uh, <clears throat> I watched both its back to back. Okay. Two new yeah, uh, yeah. it movies. And they were great too. Yeah, I watched one, um, and I've seen them before. Yeah, they're great movies. I watched one. As soon as it was over, I put on the next one. So I sat there, I did about six hours of it one afternoon. And um, it reminded me a lot of my, you know, minus the like psychotic uh, clown, the, it, like of my childhood. Just like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, what was inspirational to me about it, that watch was the friendship between the kids, mm -hmm. you know, and then how the friend, they had all these aspirations they had yes, you know yeah. uh, individually but also as friends and they mm -hmm. were going to be you know the movie ends with like they all cut their hands and they become like blood, yep, blood brothers yeah. and they are going to be and then the second movie fast forwards and they you know they haven't even spoken to each other you know and when they're calling each other and they're like who's this you know they don't even remember the name doesn't even sound right. familiar you know like they grow apart so much and also in that movie they show a bunch of them how they have like this success they've like found all of them have found some level of success mm -hmm. but then you figure out that they haven't you mm -hmm. know what i mean like the one kid is like a writer and he's getting he's getting his books are being turned into movies and yeah, it's like yeah. so exciting but it never, nobody actually likes the books all the endings suck you right, know and right. then like the you know the girl is living in this like fancy brownstone and she's got this you know they show her closet of shoes and all this stuff and then you find out that the husband is, is an asshole you know what yeah, I mean yeah. so so it, it, it all all that that, like that thing of... just made me think about like me and my friends as kids and you know we're, we're all still real close all my friends from from school um, but it just made me think about like how you grow up and you have this idea of what it's going to be like when you grow mm. up and it, you know what I mean? Whether it's your career, your life in general, your friendships, your, you know, you have this idea of what it's going to be and it almost just never is. Right. You know what I mean? It's this warped, it's this, yeah, I have, I write books and they make movies, but mm. everybody actually kind of hates my books. You know what I mean? Right, and, right. Like, it's like this perceived... Uh, vision of your life compared to what it really right, is. Right, it's like a funhouse mirror yeah. version right. of yeah. like what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, at, at best. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like at worst, obviously, like it could it could co totally go off the rails. You right. know what I mean. So it, th that's what that. So where did the wishing well kind of come in? It's I'm just sort of like it's it's just like the the metaphor like personifying like, right. You you make wishes. You know what I mean. And yeah. What happens to yeah. them? You know what I mean. Where do they? Where do those where do those wishes end up? Right. You know, it's funny that you picked like I was very sad because I'm not a I'm not a huge horror movie guy, um, but I really like those it movies. Mm -hmm. And it was my my fiance is a huge she loves horror movies and she's like well why did you like it if you don't really like horror movies and I was like to me it felt more like Stand by Me than a hundred percent yeah I was it's like, like that with me and my wife but the roles are reversed I okay like you movies, like she's not a big fan, and she's yeah. not a big fan I was like you gotta watch these yeah movies. yeah it's so much more than that yeah it's not about yeah there's the horror element but it's like more about the adventure that these kids go on together yes, yes. to it's, overcome it's so this much evil there yeah. the 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 relationship dynamic is is the movie yeah the clown it reminds strangers reminded me like Stranger Things too right I think. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Pennywise is 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 a very the battle against Pennywise is like a MacGuffin. For yes, yeah, thing. yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not what it's not what the movie's about. It's interesting, yeah, yeah. and it's and so tell me about you know and stuff to come like what have there been other times you've been inspired by movies that that songs yeah came, yeah huh? for sure I was I was having like about a writer uh, about a writer's block like whew, almost twenty years ago and uh, I started getting I grew up worshiping the smoking popes okay um, and uh, got to become friendly with them and always was picking picking Josh's brain on advice for songwriting yeah and he and I told him I was like I haven't had an idea you know lyrically I haven't had an idea and he was like when I don't have an idea I watch a movie and I pretend I'm the character and I and I write a song as if I was them hmm. um, so I did that um, with uh, the song Montauk I, yeah, I yeah. watched Eternal uh, Sun, Sunshine and right or Sunlight and I was like uh, Eternal Sunshine Sun, Eternal Sunshine yeah, yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey so yeah. I watched that and I just sort of I was him for you're this, for the day. That's yeah. so funny. Like the la literally the last interview I did, there's a guy who wrote a song inspired by Eternal Sunshine. Oh really? Yeah, his name's Billy Raffle, he's a Canadian artist. Okay. And he has a song called Jim Carrey and it's Oh nice. It's just like it's a single he just put out and it's about Eternal Sunshine. Cool. Yeah. Or it's like inspired by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny. It's and it's great to that that so that song Go to Hell. One one thing I learned actually from interviewing a, a country artist was uh that they were saying when they're in their writing process it's a lot of it's about the titles they start with sure. the title and then also having that first line hook sure. and go to hell has a great first line hook that i thought was amazing it's i guess i'm okay in a falling down batshit kind of sort of way right yeah which i just thought it was great i you know it just yeah way, I, way to rope you in like right yeah. well, you know i i do a little country writing i live in nashville oh really yeah, yeah well and I, I guess I, and, and i write when i'm home for other people and um so yeah that is definitely a thing i don't write quite as right i used to call it a formula but yeah you know because it sounds like um derogative but um i don't it doesn't it doesn't have to yeah but when i listen to songs i li that's the way i learned how to write songs it's the way i try to improve on writing songs mm -hmm. is to listen to songs and say why do i like this okay what's yeah, good yeah. about this yeah. you know what i mean like what just happened that is different from a second ago that made me feel this way you know yeah, and that's yeah. just how I learned how to, how to how to do it so I like when songs open yeah. with the big line you know what I yes, mean like, yeah. and it, it draws it, it draws too. me in you yeah. know yeah. the title thing I definitely do not do especially for Bayside mm -hmm. just, titles for me like usually whatever the song I just try it comes to comes afterwards yeah, yeah it comes afterwards yeah it comes afterwards. that's why I've heard like country artists all of them in their phone just keep like a list, list of, yes, of yes, titles that they can try and then yeah I do a lot of writing with uh, this guy Sam Tenez who's a really successful writer he's got a, some massive 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 sync songs um, and every time I've written with him he's he just he's got a phone he's just got these like titles yeah and it's like you want to write a song about running you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Running, that's a you know, yeah. run. That's a good word. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? That catch. That that's catchy. Right. Um, it's. I mean, I I'm a student of songwriting. I love songwriting in all forms. Um, so I I I try to understand all of it, even right. if it's not my way. You know. Do you remember I mean? your first like experience with songwriting? Um, I I I can't pinpoint a song, but I definitely remember when I started really yeah. getting into it. I okay. Do, I do remember like sitting down and doing for the first few nights and doing what I said, listening to music yeah. very 
purposefully. Right. You know what I mean? Going yeah. from just listening to music to listening to music and dissecting it. Yeah. And, like, listening with a purpose. Right. And not even just, like, while it was on... Um, in the background just focusing like sitting down putting on headphones mm-hmm. pe- pen and paper like what's happening yeah you know yeah I'm a I'm a drummer and so we're notoriously known for being the worst at writing <laughs> writing songs but when I was in high school I like to try and do everything you know like I wanted to learn everything do sure. everything. and it's funny I came across like an old um hard drive that had a bunch of songs I had written in cool. it and it was cool and it was cool that like Half of them were like insanely cringe, like. Yeah. <laughs> but the other half, I was like, man, I don't even think I could have written something. Like you know, you have no almost like there was actually less fear, almost oh, or less 100%. like. And I was like, I don't think I could have written something this it, creative yeah, for one. The now more you like, know, the more you know, and the, the older you get, the harder yeah. it is to like harness chaos. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's yeah. no chaos to harness. It's true. You yeah. go in and you're just like, this is the way it's done. This is where it's supposed to go. This yeah. is where it's supposed to go next. Wow, yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where working with my band is so great because they're the ones who are always like, it's it's good, it's catchy, it's mm-hmm. this, it's that, but it gets boring. You yeah. know what I mean? So what if we were to do this? What if we were to try this? Yeah. What if we were to try this? You know what I mean? And they yeah. really help bring that, like, a lot of that interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's really important to bring in, you know, if you want your stuff to be, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. You know right. what I mean? Like. I think that we've made a name for ourselves with like kind of interesting music, you mm-hmm. know, and not not just like lobbing it over the plate. Um, so, I I listen to a lot of show tunes. I listen to a lot okay. of like, um, and I think that I think if you've listened to our music with that in mind, I think you'll hear a lot of it. You know, mm. the, the melodies I like. I yeah. like complex melodies. I like complicated chord progressions but I also like pop music and mm-hmm. so there's elements of that right for sure. so my yeah. challenge is for myself is to create complicated songs that don't sound complicated right that's, and that's what I try to accomplish like well that's kind day. of which is interesting like now when you're mentioning it, I'm thinking about it in my head because punk like you think about the Ramones and stuff like that like that was simple music but incorporating right. elements of like you said show tunes pop tunes because song like good advice like i was saying that was has that really catchy chorus and hook that right. really hooks you in it's got that but it you know it is uh you know it's it's about kind of a complex you know part of life yeah and feeling I mean, the that, verses yeah. too the verses are yeah. like definitely like not pop melodies yeah and the chorus brings it back home and it's a simple chord progression yeah smoke simple melody the verses are not simple melodies they're not natural melodies mm-hmm. uh lyrically i'm trying to paint this picture of, like um i thought about like when i was writing those verses especially i was thinking about like the the waiting room in beetlejuice where yeah yeah, like, yeah. when he's like in the like yeah. how like the afterlife becomes this like bureaucratic like <laughs> yeah like it, it like thing you know where mm-hmm. you still have to go and you have appointments to make and like you have to wait in waiting rooms yeah. and there's paperwork to fill out and um, so that's kind of what I was thinking about. Uh, and then, like, Loki, you know, the Loki show. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about how, like, you know, the, they take the entire timeline of the world and they make it bureaucratic. Like, yeah. there's some guy in a cubicle who's in charge of, like, right. That, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so that's what the verses in that song, I was just thinking, like, as if, like, you, you, like, you die, but then because of, like, a clerical error, 
there you yeah, wind up right you they put you back you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like that it, yeah. so that i don't know it's pretty, pretty that's funny. pretty cool is there any movies you've seen lately or anything that you've kind of been like oh it'd be cool to write a song about or oh that's a good question um i don't know not off the top of my head are you an advocate for like going to see movies in the theater or yes yeah, yeah. okay but yeah. i i i love it I yes love it. yeah yeah me too I'm, um yeah I love it. I have a theater in my house, and oh, people amazing. are always yeah. like, "Do you just like watch? You know, do you yeah. ever go to the theater?" I was like, "I go to the theater at least once a week." Yeah, I, like it's my, it. That's how I unwind. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. go. I'll I go alone. That. My 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 wife has a real job. My daughter is in school. Yeah. So when I'm off tour, I just have the days to myself every yeah. day, and uh, I'll go to the movies alone. You know, I'll go yeah. to the matinee alone. Um, if my wife is super busy with work like working over the weekend or whatever I'll, I'll go to the movies yeah. on tour every day off I go to the movies whether if there's something exciting out like Ant-Man everybody wanted to go see so right, right. as a group but then last week uh, I went to see uh, Knock at the Cabin by myself right I um, heard that one was like okay I heard it was like it was, okay. it was building up to something and then it just never nothing happened yes. that's what and everyone's I, told me and I feel like M. Night Shyamalan has an unfair like yeah of course it's true because I was like it has to be a super twist I yeah. need to re-see it now yes. like knowing like okay but, there's not a big twist right you know what I mean that's what I keep hearing both <clears throat> there's my not a big twist and my best friend and if it wasn't it. M. Night Shyamalan who made the movie nobody would, would ever have, go right. see a movie and walk out of it being like well, right. it wasn't a twist. Yeah. But you know what I mean? You don't expect that. It's true. It's you only true. expect it of him. So I need to re-see it and, um, with, and just try to appreciate it for the movie that it is. Yeah. But actually, you know, that as much as I thought the movie was, was a little meh, uh, it, the, you know, I don't want to spoil it on your, on your show, but the, <laughs> yeah. the, what it was about, I was it was a little in, inspired by. Yeah, it. there's like sort of a four horsemen of the apocalypse right. kind of thing to it. Yeah, and but it's totally not clear. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, that they never even talk about that in the movie. That's right. something that I read after the fact okay. of like somebody like um somebody talked about um. <laughs> And so I did kind of think like, oh, it's a, that's an interesting idea for a song. It's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but they take the, but they're taking the shape of not four horsemen right. of the apocalypse. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're taking the shape. Of I like, think like what I, if what if the woman at the DMV is is one of the right. is one of the four horsemen? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? What if everything? What if every person that creates stress and and grief in the world yeah. is like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse amazing yeah I think I uh, I think I'll enjoy it more than because I haven't seen it yet but I think I'll enjoy it more knowing because now I know not, not to expect waiting. a big not, yeah, not yeah. expect this big twist but I, I we went to see Cocaine that. Bear during the week oh was that which, fun I gotta it was that. fun it's like B-movie good you know sure, like yeah. cheesy acting yeah, yeah. like gruesome deaths yeah. and we whatever got, it's great off on Monday I'll probably go see it yeah yeah um, it's definitely it's worth fun. watching that's worth watching. I saw sure. Megan twice I yeah I like Megan too yeah it was good yeah that's kind of what January February is good for sure like those like good B-movies Megan was fun it was like it was a modernized version of Child's Play yeah you know yeah yeah like the all the the obvious like message the like AI well, of course and, yeah, yeah you know the obvious kind of uh, just kind of how it was message. like depict the visuals were like the f the fun part of it like how she moved and how yeah what I loved about it is that it was campy and yes like, it didn't take itself seriously as a yeah. horror movie it, it was doing horror movie tropes 
and then essentially winking at the camera. Yes, you know? yeah. Like, which I thought was What really was the fun. part we were cracking up was like when she starts singing like Titanium oh, or something yeah, like that. So like, <laughs> when she's singing. Like so perfect, yeah. Like, and then when she runs, when yeah. she's like with the boy in the woods, yes, and she does yeah. the like she runs like an animal yeah. like on all fours yeah. and it's so good because you know they're not trying to they're not trying really to sell take those it seriously. Things, yeah, you know they they they're winking at the camera yeah yeah absolutely um a lot of a lot of uh going back to the music <laughs> a lot of the uh a lot of bass song sides like songs i find are kind of about like the imperfectness of of human beings yeah. in life in general um, and this is kind of maybe just an observation rather than a question, but to me, it's kind of like fits so symmetrically with the type of music, even like you said, like, like just rock music, punk music. Cause it's not perfect. You know, like yeah. if we want a perfect, we go to the symphony, sure. you know, like yeah, those yeah. guys practice to be perfect, sure, sure. you know, where we go to rock show because we are imperfect. Yeah. It kind of just goes hand in hand. So, so perfectly. I yeah. find with lyrically, I mean, I definitely want to just I want to convey how I feel mm -hmm. you know and I, I and if I can make anybody feel like they're not alone you know I yeah think everybody is imperfect yeah and not everybody knows that's okay mm -hmm. you know and that's every one of our songs it has that sort of typical emo tinge but yeah. it always comes back to but that's okay yeah, you know, like it always, like that's that's what a Bayside song is. It has mm -hmm. to have that, like, but that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. this this sucks. This happened. You know, I'm in, I'm imperfect. I feel this way today, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, because you know, hopefully I won't tomorrow. Right. Yeah, I like I love that man, and it's just. I mean, to me, like that encompasses what punk rock music is about, and like, yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, we're different, so. but there's not, you know. Yeah, I think there's got to be here. There's like, got to be hope, otherwise, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like, we don't need to mm -hmm. all just like it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be even even when you talk about emo music, like it shouldn't be collective wallowing. You right. You know what I mean? That yeah, it yeah. Should be like, you know, it should be about hope. It should be positivity, and I think that shows. I think when you come to our shows. It's a celebration. It's yeah. not, you know what I mean? It's a party. Like, you can tell, too. Like, I just saw the clip that you posted from Detroit yesterday and, like, mm -hmm. the sing-alongs that happen at the yeah. shows. I haven't seen Bayside yet, so... Like, I haven't seen you guys perform live yet, yeah. so I'm, I'm pumped cool. tonight. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's a celebration, you yeah. know? And I think that it's about people getting to... Imperfect people getting together from yeah. all walks of life. That's something that you'll notice about a Bayside crowd, too, is, like... It's kids who listen to Silverstein and kids mm -hmm. who listen to Hawthorne Heights and stuff like that. Census Vale, who grew up with us, found us, you know, when when we were on compilations and samplers with those guys, yeah, you yeah. know. And then there's like, you know, there's people who listen to Shine Down and Three Days yeah. Grace, and you know, there's a lot of that. Um, like a Ben Sevenfold, there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of that, and there's. Uh, there's like a metal element to your guys sure, their music too sure. definitely some of those riffs I hear like yeah. especially I, th I was thinking I actually was thinking since like at least since Interrobang anyways it's it's the music's felt heavier even yeah, yeah. I mean we, we we enjoy that you know and I think that the I think the fans really do mm -hmm. you know definitely going the heavier route for us is cool because it helps us we tap into like a different audience you mm -hmm. know like the song we just did with spencer from ice nine kills yeah was on, it's on like metal playlists on yeah. spotify and stuff which is so insane yeah for, like you know we're still an emo band at the end of the day yeah you know, we're just good at guitar 
Um, so, like, that's so cool to open those doors. But then the existing fans, like, are all for it too. Right. You know, we're not bumming anybody out. Yeah. And I think a lot. I of, mean, they're such a cool band too. So to have two really cool bands work yeah, together, yeah. What's and better, we see yeah. a lot of that yeah. at our shows too, like Ice Nine Kills shirts yeah. and Motionless and White. Yeah. You know, like the kind of more. The more gothy kids yeah um, well being a horror fan too you must have loved those albums oh those yeah <laughs> so cool. yeah and you know we yeah. haven't had a cameo on a song since 2007 really we had Vinny from avalanche and movie right. life sing on the walking wounded 2005 josh from the smoking popes sang on a song but it was his own song we covered yeah. the smoking pope song and he sang on it those are the only cameos we've ever had on songs. We haven't had one since. So how 20, did the uh, how did the collab with Spencer? Um, so I just well, so there's a, this guy Adam that worked at Feel by Ramen for many years, who <clears throat> helped. He booked our first show in Florida in 2000. He was a, oh, he was a junior longer. in high school. Yeah, and um, we I, I was 17. He was 16. he was a junior in high school. Yeah, and he booked. And I, yeah, yeah, he was, he was 16, shows. and I was 17. Wow. Yeah. And he booked a show, and it was just like all like all the kids that he went to school with, played, yeah. like the local oh, bands okay. from yeah, the yeah. school played. And um, so we've been friends since then. We're just still very very good friends. So yeah. he was at my house for Thanksgiving in November. And weren't you based out of Queens then too? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was our first tour. The first time I went on gotcha. tour cool. in December of two thousand oh, cool. um, is when we met, and um, we stayed close. Like all, you know, he yeah. was in high school. He went to college. He was an intern at Feel by Ramen. When Feel by Ramen merged with Atlantic Records, he moved to New York and yeah, yeah. worked for Atlantic. And he's done. He's done very well. But anyway, he was at my house for Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, he does digital marketing now for, he's a freelance digital marketing person. And he does Ice Nine Kills di mm. digital marketing. And he was yeah. like, oh, did you see this interview that they did at uh, When We Were Young? Right. Where for Hot Topic, Hot Topic asked if you could collaborate with anybody on the lineup, who would it be? And they said, they said us. They said, oh, okay. Um, when, when was this? That was in October that the interview took place. And then November was Thanksgiving when he showed me the oh, interview. Oh, so this was recently. Yeah. Okay. Wow, yeah. okay. And I, had, I hadn't even met Spencer at that yeah, point. Yeah. So we were, in, we were on the West Coast. We were in California recording. Me and Jack went out to go see Midtown. I got introduced to Spencer at that show. Um, then November, we saw the interview. We had those tracks recorded already. So I was like, oh, give me his number. So yeah, yeah. I, like, I texted him. I was like, um, I love his voice. I think he's yeah, got yeah. such a cool voice. Um, so I really thought it would add to yeah. you know. And so knowing that he grew up listening to Bayside and that he was a fan, and I really legitimately thought that his voice would add to the song. We were like, we have this song. It'd be perfect for you. Yeah. So um, then he recorded it. The interview was in October. The I saw the video in November. Recorded the track in December, and it came Can out just, in, in January, yeah. in January or February, like, yeah. February month by month. Yeah, uh, progress. <clears throat> so why, why particularly that song? Did you think would be good for him? I guess the heavier thing, you right. know, yeah, maybe yeah. it's not fair to typecast him, you know. Yeah, what yeah. I mean? But it's um, but it not, almost not feels only like is the song heavy, but yeah, uh, the the vocal like uh the, it, the vocal is aggressive you know yeah. what i mean and but also it wouldn't surprise me too if ice nine kills had released a song called how to ruin everything sure yeah it was yeah, just it was, like, like, it was yeah. perfect for him yeah I that's cool um 
Yeah, I was saying, so the, the, the first time I heard Bayside was a song, I must have come on a Spotify playlist or something. Mm-hmm. It was actually a song called Two Letters from the album oh, cool. Vacancy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I loved it. Like, I loved I had it on. It was on my workout playlist, I remember. And, and that was the first time I had heard Bayside. And then since then, I've been listening to you guys. Cool. But I only learned later that, like, this is quite a sad song and quite a yes. sad album yes. in general. Yeah. And um, it really, you know, that album I mean because you were living at that motel at the the time I think Mm -hmm. yeah so um, that album kind of paints a picture of that time in particular but is there a song or a a piece of work that you feel closest to from your your career necessarily do you think that because I mean you know things since then have obviously improved and you're you're married again and stuff and and uh, you know so that really painted a picture of that time that album I'm assuming is there a piece that you kind of still feel attached to that like kind of represents every, you or the band? I think every everything that we've done was a time and place in my okay. life. Okay. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is I feel very lucky actually that I get that like that um time capsule. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I look back at like our self titled record and like Devotion and Desire and Blame It on Bad Luck and songs mm-hmm. like that. Like I was a lost twenty two year old kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. And I would break up with a girl I was dating for six months and it felt like the fucking end of the world. Right. You know right. what I mean? Of and course. obviously yeah. that doesn't feel like that anymore. Yeah. You you grow up, you mature. But like that is like that was very real, you know, mm-hmm. and I was angry and mm-hmm. a lot of the lyrics on that record are angry and you know I look back and I, I cringe a little bit at just how irrational like some of the like some of the takes are you know what I mean but at the same time it's like well that's who I was then you know yeah. what I mean like that's where I was that's how I felt that's how yeah. I thought um, so that's very much like a time and place the walking wounded we made after you know after we got into into our accident and and lost our drummer um, so that was that whole record was not necessarily positive, but it was about like rebuilding. Right. It was about like not letting, you know, not letting the bad things overtake you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was our sort of empowerment mm-hmm. record, you know? Um, and then Vacancy was, uh, you know, obviously a really, really, really dark time mm-hmm. in, in my life. Um, but it, I've, I've like, cataloged it now yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? of course like that's, that happened that's, and, and, right i mean we've all been we've all been you yeah. know not as not e- the same situation but we've yeah and even each song like, i mean there's it's so it's so interesting somebody commented once and was like oh is it a concept record about like the stages of grief uh. and i was like you know it's fucking so crazy for somebody to have brought that up to me is that it is yeah but i didn't know that do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> i was going through that yeah. you know i would write a song like 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 two letters where i'm talking right. about i'm confused and i don't know like what do we what do we do now what do yeah. I, what do i call you what do like uh-huh. um and then i would write a song like uh enemy line or like um return to heartbreak road where it's like um angry you know what mm-hmm. i mean i'm angry and then there are songs about like and then there are songs about acceptance and then yeah um and it's crazy to think like I was just going through those when yeah. I was writing those songs. That's why it, 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 it does that. Is writing music and lyrics is it like therapeutic for you? Um yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would say so. I yeah. would say so. It helps me. It, I think it's therapeutic because it forces me to think deeper about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it forces me. Forces to you to be in t- and be in touch with it too. Yeah. You know, not just ignore it. Yeah, 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 yeah. To to embrace the the feeling, but to also dissect the feeling and mm-hmm. like, because I'm also, I'm sad. Right. Doesn't make a good song. Yeah, like, right. Why am I sad? Mm-hmm. You know, why did this happen? What could I have done differently? Yeah. What like led to this? What like that's what makes a good song is like the, the you're also un- turning the it into layers. something positive too. Sure. Like you're making art out of it. Right. You know. Yeah. So that the, people the onion layers are, are of course important, yeah. you know and writing a song about it forces you to start feeling and it's it. therapeutic to to listeners too and I've seen I saw some interviews on your Instagram where people were saying literally songs had they related to songs had had saved them even and and you know helped them through hard times and yeah stuff, and I think so. that's really cool I, yeah. I have a lot of music that has, did that for me yeah of course yeah um on a lighter note um another song I love by you guys you guys did an awesome cover of Moving Out by Billy Joel oh yeah from the covers album covers volume one it's been ten years now are we ever gonna get a volume two yeah I think so we had had a lot of fun doing it yeah it's just like it's something we did because we had free time yeah you know what I mean right so I think when we have free time again like we'll, we'll we'll do it pick out some fun songs yeah you know the the, the releasing songs the way that we have been now where mm-hmm. like doing the EPs and like kind of constant singles is great creatively it's really awesome to like focus only on a couple of songs and use all of your best ideas yes on just it, three songs you yeah. know what I mean yeah um every good line every good melody it all goes into one song Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and then you have six months to come up with some new ideas it's not like having to come up with 12 songs worth of ideas because every song is 20 ideas yeah yeah. so I love that and I think it's working great with the fans because it gives the fans a chance to like um, digest every song it gives every song a real shot you know yeah yeah because albums it's really hard to get people to listen to a whole album right you know? well yeah today's yeah I really spend I was, time on you know what album. I was I had this conversation with someone recently and I remember um like when I was in high school or like middle school I remember I like if we went on family vacation I'd bring one CD with me right and I would play the hell out of yeah, that CD yeah, yeah. the entire trip that's two weeks of listening to the same yep. CD I would know beginning I would know the the next note after a song ended I would know the yep. no, first note of the next song that came out like that anymore no now it's like I hear a, I'll hear a song I'll be like oh I heard this song yesterday I don't need to <laughs> listen to it you know like it's you know, it's it's just like I mean the, the spoiled of choice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, but I mean at the time too, you were spending money like good money sure. for those twelve sure, songs. Sure. You listened to the hell That's out of true. them. That's true. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. Um, I think that. Um, I mean, for instance, so all these songs are going to wind up on a record, mm-hmm. right? The, the the whole release plan EPs is to are do gonna... an EP, the red EP. We did the blue EP, and then the next thing we're going to do is we have six songs. We're going to go record four more songs mm-hmm. and the next thing that comes out will be a 10 song full length. Right. It'll be the EPs Includes plus the EPs, those. Yeah. So when you think of it that way, the fact that we are releasing a record yeah. one song at a time, mm-hmm. How to Ruin Everything is like performing very well um, for us. Kids fucking love it. Mm-hmm. You know, kids are really reacting to yeah, it. It's, it's streaming really well. 
which is all cool when you really think if you think about it in terms of record that's the fifth single on the record right. you know what I mean it's it, like, just, the thing is that just doesn't, it wouldn't have happened when it, you release an album too it's like at least half the songs don't even have a chance yeah, of the first song anything, we you know? did in this process was Strangest Faces yeah and yeah. that was like early or like last spring I yeah. think if we would have just released this whole thing as an album last spring we would not be talking about how to ruin everything right now right you yeah. know it'd be over we would yeah. probably, probably wouldn't even be on tour right now we'd yeah. probably be, just be home working on the next one yeah you know that's interesting um, before we because I've kept you over time now already but uh, one last thing before we wrap it up I thought it was really cool reading about when you guys first started you took a demo to a newfound glory yeah. show did I, and then that's all I read. I was like, did it ever get to them? Oh yeah, did, you got it to them. Yeah, and, yeah. And and what did any what what came of that? Um, did you ever nothing? Nothing, at all. right? But you got it in their hands. <laughs> I did because it didn't even say it. It's like they took it to. Yeah. I was like, did well, they, it, did the they get show it? was so. This is like that was like. So how did you get it to them? Well, they were playing at like at hall shows. Okay, so it's like a you know small I mean? enough. So, yeah, venue, so we just walked like, up to them. Right, like, right. This is like before the self-titled record came out. Right. You know, this is nothing gold can stay without it. Yeah. We're playing at a catering hall in Long Island, and yeah, as the story goes, we had a demo, our first demo. We hadn't played a show yet, and we were going to see going to see them at this catering hall, and we went past the Bayside train station. We said, just write that on it. Yeah. So we wrote Bayside yeah, on right. it, which is the town that I grew up in, and. Um, you know, you don't think when you're 17 that right. This is like that name was good. Like stick I'm with 40, you for yeah, right? you know, for like 20 years. That yeah. that yeah, like passing decision like yeah. is is still with me now. But had you hey had you put in tons more thought into it, you may not have gotten something sure as good. Or we might stuck, have overthought you know? it. Exactly. Right? It might have been it. like one of those weird cheesy yeah, yeah. early 2000s emo band oh, names. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> it like now it's just kind of like this meaningless. Right. <laughs> like it's just a whatever it's just a sound that's the sound that yeah. you can make when you want to refer to us like, yeah <laughs> you know, it's a, it doesn't yeah. mean anything right you know? yeah um so yeah so we did get it to them and they were very gracious they listened to it they we actually listened to it on the spot really they were hanging out by their van in the back and we walked over and we were like this is our demo and they put it on right there and oh, that's like, pretty cool it, I guess, critiqued yeah. it like right right oh, yeah. there yeah and you know what's funny is that like not only did we become I was gonna like, say, did you guys ever friends tool? with them? Yeah, or and like, you know, at this point they're peers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was gonna say, did you guys ever end up going on tour with them? Or we've toured with them three times. Yeah, and every Thursday, I go to Chad's house and we have we we play Hero Quest, which is like kind of Dungeons and Dragons. Right, right. Every Thursday, like Amazing. he's my best friend. Yeah, I yeah. See, I see That's him. That's so cool. I what see a, him like twice. Full circle. I see him twice a week. He's, yeah, he's my best friend. What a full circle type of story, eh? Yeah, yeah. Storybook. Um, there you yeah, go. It's yeah, it's cool. It's it, there's a uh, man. I got, you know every once in a while that like that does, because I'm, I feel like you need to write a song about that. Like yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah. I'm not sure how relatable it is. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Like yeah. my dreams came true. It's a weird, yeah, right. It's a it's weird true. flex. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know I'm a bit of a friendship and some hero quest. And... Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm 40, which is not young, and we've been a band for 23 years, which is a long time. But we are still young enough to have 
when we started our band, we started this band because we loved Newfound Glory and we loved mm-hmm. Midtown and we loved Saves the Day and we loved the Smoking Popes and we loved the Alkaline Trio and we mm-hmm. loved, like so all those bands are all those guys are like two years older than me, right? You know, two three years older than me, yeah. so they're older enough to have influenced me, you know. So right. that's what I listened to now. when I started the band when I was in high school. Like I listened to all those bands, the Get Up Kids, and um, those are. And every once in a while, it strikes me like those are our, those are like our, our contemporaries. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah, they're our, fr- they're 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 my friends. They're our contemporaries. Like we are that. And then to fuck it up even more is like I'm that to somebody else. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like then, because now we've been around for long enough that I meet bands big bands bands that are bigger than us yeah you know what i mean that i that i meet and they're like oh i grew up on your band I love really band. i was like yeah, are yeah. you serious yeah like, you <laughs> yeah <know>? it's like <laughs> um so that you know it's it's cool it's it's fucking it's a crazy life it's a yeah. crazy life and like you could you could take all that shit and think that you're the coolest person well, in the world like, or you could take it and be like man how lucky how how uh, cool is this yeah you know like how lucky am i yeah it's cool it's like if you've read uh I was, i'm reading dave grohl's book and that's what it's like like he's talking about how cool it is to meet these like tiny little punk bands that he grew up listening to yeah. in his suburban town or whatever right. and then he tells them oh man I'm so sick it's like well you're Dave Grohl like, I know you play, yeah, yeah yeah you play in the biggest rock band in the world yeah <laughs> it's like yeah yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's funny the reason my phone has been blowing up the whole time we've been here we've been sitting here is because my daughter just got into this very fancy private school and she doesn't want to go. She's nine years old. She doesn't want to go. Her mom is like forcing her to go, and she's going. I don't know why I need to go to a prep school. Like I'm not going to go to college. We're like, well, you're nine. You're like, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If you don't want to go to college, we can cross that bridge. Yeah. You know. But you're not. You can't decide now. Yeah, when you're double your age. And she's going. <laughs> well, you didn't go to college. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> It's like we. What is what does she as a nine year old? What does she want to do? She, I so her dad's a musician. Her mom owns two tattoo shops. Okay, she's a tattooer. You know what I so mean? She so, wants to be cool. So it's like, it, well, yeah. you know, you how, you can't really fault the yeah. kid. Like to go back to your 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 point of like, wow, yeah. I can't believe this actually panned out. Yeah, is like you can't fault the kid for saying, why do I need to go to college? Like, yeah, it worked out like, for both of them. Maybe you. I'll be a musician. Maybe I'll be an artist. It's like, yeah. well, that doesn't work out for most uh, people. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. The, so, but her, her role models, you know, me and her mom are like two people yeah. who didn't go to college, who one's a musician and one's an artist. And it's like historically jobs where everybody's telling you like, you know, that's it's a real long shot. Yeah. It's a real long shot. She's like, what do you mean? It's not a long shot. We, and then not to mention the only other musician she knows are my friends. So she's like, every musician every musician I've ever want to met do is successful yeah, like, you know? like, uh, like that, that's just a job you can choose to have right. for her every artist she's ever met is makes a, a living yeah. making doing art that's you know? so funny so wow. it's, it's, it's yeah it's weird there's a, a story in our family because I when I was five I was out with my mom and there was like I loved to draw as a kid and there was a guy who was drawing like doing a chalk drawing on the sidewalk and there was a can and people were giving him money and yeah. I told my mom that's what I want to yeah. do oh, <laughs> I was like, great because I was like this guy's making money and he's yeah. all he has to do is draw <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> great yeah <laughs> so anyways man thank you so so much for, yeah, for doing the you. podcast Appreciate and uh, looking forward to the show tonight and cool. uh, all the yeah. best with uh, 
with the rest of the album. Cool. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks, it. Anthony. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.